Dream Stories. We've got a little bit different setup this week and a special guest here in the studio with us. We're kind of filming some lessons and classes and conversations and interaction here on some other topics this week. And I had a guest down from the state of Washington uh, who's been on us with by video on with us for, for Dream Stories once before. But I figured, hey, we can't miss grabbing Steve Watson and doing a Dream Stories podcast. So while... Elisa is missing from the podcast this week. I think she's actually taking a nap while we're, while we're recording. Don't tell her I said that because she won't watch this and she'll never know it. We want to welcome Steve Watson. He's the pastor of the Bridge Richland in Richland, Washington. And uh, thanks for coming down and joining us on the podcast this Thank week. you for having me. This is great. So uh, Steve has been with us as a guest. He and I think we did one of your wife's dreams one time on the podcast not too long ago. Yeah, about a few three months, months ago. ago or so, yeah. 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 And uh, we did it by Zoom, I think, pulled you in. So people actually see your smiling, wonderful face a little clearer today in, in, in this one. Yeah. So uh, let, I thought it might be interesting because... Um, well, first of all, you pastored the Bridge uh, Church in Richland. How long have you been doing that? We planted that church on uh, April 16th, 2000. So okay. it's it been a while. Wow. 20, uh, two, 21 years yeah. now. 20 Over, plus Going years. into 22 years right yeah. now. So, and, and I pastored the Bridge Birmingham uh, for all right at 20 years before I wow. stepped back and took over another ministry uh, called Patria. Um, so we both have a lot of, of ministry experience, pastoral experience. And while everybody, you guys all know, I hope, uh, while everybody who watches and listens to our podcast is not necessarily a Christian because we talk about dreams and, and the way our creator speaks to us in general, there is a real, uh, significance to dreams within the church, within the Christian church, because for a long time, people did not want to accept that as being real. Right. Uh, but you and I both know they can have a pretty good impact upon us as leaders and upon a congregation of, of Christian believers. So I thought we might take a little while today and just kind of talk about how dreams have had an impact on us as leaders, how it impacts a group of people we lead. And uh, so seeing that dynamic of a leader and a group and these interactions of dreams. And then really kind of for folks in church and for some pastors out there who might appreciate it, how you and I respond to people bringing us dreams. Cause I know sometimes I can get overwhelmed with it. I don't know about you, but, uh, but how do we, how do we approach that? What's the best way for people to share? They have a dream about somebody else or something they thinks about the church or whatever. How do they do it? So starting off, let me ask you a question. How, how have you, or have you been influenced in your ministry, in your calling as being a pastor for 20 plus years? Have dreams influenced you? Have they been important for you? Well, they've been extremely important. And, uh, before I even recognized that that was a means by which God talked to us, I was having encounters at night, you know, through dreams or visions. Yeah. Even back when I was a Baptist uh, pastor, or even not even pastoring, um, uh, I can remember the first vision I had, I was in seminary. And in the vision, I was standing in a pulpit and there was more than one mic. And I was speaking and I was watching myself speak and I was saying things that I didn't know or understand. Mm 
about God. And it was the most frightening thing. So I remember waking up from that experience and apologizing to God for being so arrogant. And uh, it was, I look back on it now, it's pretty funny. But he was actually showing me my future. Yeah. And, um, and so when I got to the place in life where I was, you know, getting ready to uh, start my professional life as a counselor, I had a lot of options and I kept getting a nudge and I, I knew it was the Holy Spirit just nudging me toward being a counselor in a church setting. And so I started off with uh, working in a methadone clinic. Most of my clients were prostitutes and uh, guys who served in the state pen for you know a bunch of sentences for things they did when they were looking for money for drugs and things like that. And then I ended up working in a psych hospital for about a year and a half where people had addictions as well as um, mental illnesses. And so we had, they called it dual diagnosis psych hospital. Anyway, so I went through a bunch of different kinds of training and then eventually I got called to the church and to be a, uh, the pastor of counseling. And that dream or vision I had way back when I was in my 20s gave me the confidence to know that that would be okay for me to choose to do that. I, cool. I was able to piece things together and go, oh, wait a minute, he was showing me way back then, this is what I was supposed to do. Because I never ever pictured myself, never desired to be you know, on staff at a church necessarily until a little later when I was going through my, my training. Definitely never wanted to be a senior pastor. Which I, did you say, and I, I may have misheard you, but did you say that you were standing at a platform with two microphones? There were there were more. There was more than multiple one microphone. It was multiple. I, you know what I think is cool about that, and I don't know if you've ever thought about this or not, but what I think about the cool about that, without any dream interpretation experience at the time you had the dream, or really, I think you, from what I'm hearing you say and what I know of you, even when you took the first step into to Christian church-based counseling still didn't have a lot of understanding of how dreams work exactly it was just affirming i mean that's so cool how god can take something we don't even understand and our creator can speak to us out of it and and that maybe for you guys who do watch and listen who aren't necessarily christians can be reassuring to you it, it, it's just an issue of our creator in in the way i look at this our creator cares that's the bottom line yeah. And, and, and I, I think it's cool because when I hear you say that, I think about that gave you confidence to move forward. You knew more or you were going to be able to give more about God than you thought you knew, so to right. speak. But see, what stood out to me when you said it was the multiple microphones. Mm -hmm. You did it in a counseling setting. You did it in a hospital setting. You've done it in a secular setting. You've done it in a... Uh, a Christian setting, you've been a counselor, you've been a senior pastor, you've been a staff member. And through all of those multiple vocal voices, those places to speak, right. you've carried that same principle forward, right. I, which probably neither one of us would have thought of at the time you yeah. dreamed that because probably neither one of us knew what <laughs> dreams were at that time. So yeah. that's really cool. Yeah. Does, it, d does it help? And now that, and, and I know for me, like I, I can look back and say that there was a dream that sort of launched me into ministry and into a pastoral role, uh, but it was a really weird situation. It had nothing to do with me, and it was a dream somebody else had. Uh, somebody else had a dream that revealed something about a person my wife and I knew, and when they did, um, that I'm trying, it was a very private 
situation, so I'm trying to be careful with what I say about it. When it revealed this thing about the person we knew, it caused that person to change the direction they were going in their life and have to redirect some things that just totally messed up the plans that Lisa and I had for work, ministry, I say ministry, our involvement with church would be better. Yeah. It, it, it took us from thinking we're going to be a part of a, um, a group of people who are going to uh, plant a new church to ending up being the ones who planted the new church because of the change it made in the other person's life. It basically took, that dream took, well, and the other things that were going on, took one person out and left me stranded from yeah, what I thought I was supposed to do. I would not probably be in ministry, but for that set of circumstances. I had no clue what dreams were at that point in time. I mean, it, it just, it, as we, and again, for me, I think I already know the answer to this, but I'll ask you, but as you started to understand dreams, how did that change? Because that's pretty powerful when we don't even know what's going on. Right. What happens now that you understand dreams? How does it impact you and what you do? Well, it's funny because, you know, we're talking about how this affects maybe my life as a pastor or inside the church, but, um, and it does. Um, so I'll talk to that first. And if you want me, I, I think some of my most significant ministry moments in life have occurred outside the church yeah. with people who are not Christians sharing dreams with me. And um, those are the things that are most memorable, you know, as far as, as that's concerned. But um, inside the church, I, we have our little churches. Um, uh, we believe that God talks to us still, and and so uh, it's really common for people in our church to have dreams. And so what we've done is we've taught the people inside of our church to measure the dream as far as uh, what what the dream's purpose is. So sometimes they have a dream and it's revelation about their own personal life and thing, you know, God's helping them see things that they need to change or work on. And then sometimes it's more global where it might have an impact on um, the way the church prays, for instance, or, or some ministry that we're looking at starting and, or, you know, that kind of thing. So that's, that's the application of that dream is, is instead of personal, it's, it's, it's more, for the church. So we've kind of taught them to, to figure out which is which before they bring it. And so people who listen to the podcast will know we talk about intrinsic and extrinsic. It's, yeah. it's for their application or someone else's application. Okay. I didn't know if you That's guys, okay. I didn't know if you guys use that language or not. Yeah. Well, you know, some of you guys are new enough to the podcast. You haven't heard us use those language, that language, but so you got, you get it described from both directions. So yeah. yeah. But one of the things that, um, and, and you know, God gives me a lot of dreams personally, um, they can be anything from Steve. I'd like you to work on a few things here. I just had one of those last night, which was amazing. And basically he was, he was showing me an area of my life that could have an ill effect on others if I don't work on it and grow. And I was, I woke up this morning just kind of like grieved over, you know, what he was showing me. Cause I didn't realize, yeah, man, that, you know, that action, Things like the way I said that to somebody would really hurt them, mm -hmm. you know, because I can tend to be kind of blunt. And so um, anyway, so, uh, you know, you, you wake up each night after each night and you're, you know, you have dreams. Sometimes they're personal between and it's between you and the Lord and the things he wants you to work on. 
Sometimes it's revelation about what something that's going to occur, which of course affects anything from the direction of the church, or it could be stuff he wants me to do, which will affect the church, you know, where I have to travel to do things or whatever. I've had many of those. Um, but honestly, when I've been in settings other than the church, uh, a lot of those, a lot of the, the dreams that uh, I've I had the privilege to sit and listen to that people have had that are not Christians have actually been some of the most impactful for me. Yeah, and I, I want to come back to that topic because when you do the kind of thing we do, which is is lead a spiritual community, if I want to put it in non really not religious way of looking yeah. at it, um, we sometimes forget how valuable that this concept of dreams can be even outside our spiritual community. But you you mentioned something and talked about something there that I think is important and that 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 means a lot to me and that is the more I began to understand the value of dreams the more often I got direction from dreams so there was something that came for me with putting value and I've heard my mentor and, and one of your mentors John Paul Jackson talk about this a lot when you place value on something when you pay attention to something you 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 empower it you give it opportunity in your life so when I started understanding that God did speak through dreams, I began to have more dreams that helped me see what he was saying or doing. And you're right, a lot of times, a lot of times there were dreams that came from me that that gave me direction for the whole congregation I was leading. But really probably more often there were dreams that helped keep me on track and helped keep me on course. And um before we jump to the other issue, because these all revolve around how we utilize dreams. In our case, it's in a, a spiritual, quote-unquote, profession of pastoral things. But that would apply the same way to people in other professions and other lines of work. You might have dreams about coworkers. You might have dreams about your employees. You might, have, And you do have to distinguish between what is, for me, and what is to help give direction to them? What about the reverse? How do you handle dreams? Uh, well, then, well, I'm going to ask you two different things in different ways because it just struck me with this. How do you handle dreams coming from people who are part of your church? I mean, do you want them to tell you dreams? Would you rather them just tell you an interpretation? Do you want both? How do you handle it? I know what I used to do, but... Yeah, like what usually happens is you you know somebody will buttonhole you on Sunday morning and want to share their dream with you and and I always listen and oftentimes I'll say you know I just need to pray and ask the Holy Spirit to show me you know what what He's communicating to you and uh, and would you do me a favor and write it down and email email it to me because it it helps me to be able to reread things and and meditate on what's going on and get a picture of what what that process looked like to the dreamer and that often gives me the aha of of the big at least the big picture of what what god's saying to them you know i think i think this is cool i think this is something folks who are listening should understand particularly our folks who are are very engaged in a church or or, uh, maybe in a place where um uh, maybe you're somewhere where your pastor or the leaders in your church aren't into dreams they don't they not they don't think dreams are as important as you do 
this is a guy, and I, I'm the exact same way as Steve. I think, you know, I, when people used to bring me dreams, it's much easier for me if they had patience. You need to hear this right now. Did right. not go over well with me. Yeah. Uh, this is what God's telling you to do. Did not go over well with me. Bring me a dream. Walk through what you think it means. Write it down for me. Send it to me. Let's work through it together. I could deal with that all day long. Mm-hmm. But if you if you got a person, if if you're out there and you're you've got a pastor who appreciates the value of God speaking in dreams, as we do, and we feel that way, what if you got the pastor out there who doesn't really even know if God speaks through dreams? You got to give them grace, don't you? Yeah. I mean, if you're a congregation member, yes, I would want to. I would want. I would hope a congregation member would give great grace there because I'm not hesitant. It's not the right word. I want to move with patience in hearing a dream from somebody. Yeah. If I didn't believe in them at all, mm-hmm. it's going to double that, <laughs> that patience. I would think. What would you tell, excuse me, what would you tell somebody who maybe is in a setting where, because uh, you're still actively pastoring, and I'm doing something a little bit different nowadays. I, I actually pastor pastors more so now. Um, what would you advise somebody who's in a setting where maybe their pastor, their boss, whoever it is they feel the need to share a dream with, because it would apply anywhere, how would you if they feel the need to share the dream, but the person doesn't believe in it, what would you tell them? <laughs> I'd sell Put them, you on the spot with that I'd one. tell them, tell me the day, the time, and the location, and I'll bring the popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, no. That was a, that's a great statement. So. Um, I honestly would probably encourage them not to share it necessarily, because uh, if they don't believe in them, then it's kind of a setup maybe for some rejection or, you know, um, and it can harm the relationship. You know, you can become suspicious because oftentimes people who don't believe it, that God still speaks in dreams are also people, pastors. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about people, talking about pastors or people in leadership. Uh, they, are, they may not believe in that, they get all the gifts of the spirit either. And so it's just, it's just a, that they, there can just become some, some you can create some real big issues relationally you can i think it's important we're not criticizing those pastors or those leaders we have a lot of different beliefs Mm -hmm. that don't hinder us functioning together and serving together and that's one of them whether you believe in dreams and i don't or i believe in them and you don't should never hinder our ability to serve together but if we make it a big deal it does and it, it honestly, um, I've just seen, because uh, I've counseled a lot of pastors in my lifetime, because that was, you know, counseled by training. And uh, so many pastors struggle with, um, you know, in, in their minds, they have a particular vision and a particular calling. And some of this stuff seems peripheral to them, unless it's, 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 um, and it's, a, it's an honest position it's not a it's not a um, you know well thought out necessarily or studied position according to the scriptures or anything it's just where they are right now even in their spiritual walks a lot of people don't understand that 
God is so good and kind and full of grace and mercy, and he's sovereign about how he sanctifies us, how he gifts us, and how he fits us into the body. And so, um, just to be honest with you, if, if I had a dream about another pastor and his ministry, I would pray for that pastor and his ministry. I was going to ask you exactly that question. What would you do with it if you couldn't share it? And, 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 uh, and then I would wait for the Lord to release me to go share it. And if he didn't, I'd be fine with that. Because yeah. he's yeah. able to take care of that situation. And, and, and what I think is interesting is a lot of times I think we see people who, who feel like because the pastor was in their dream or because the church was in their dream, that the dream is about their church. Now, the same thing, by the way, again, holds true. Your boss was in the dream or the place you work was in the dream. Your teacher was in the dream or the place you go to school was in the dream. You can take it out and apply it in any of these settings. But but we're talking as two former pastors. Or you're not a former pastor. I'm a former I pastor. I hope you're not prophesying. No, right? no, no, no. no. Uh, as, as a pastor and former pastor. Pastor and former pastor. Lord of mercy, Steve. You're in trouble. This, uh, is, this is really bad. So, don't, if you're at the Bridge Richland, don't watch any more of this pot. No, I'm just Yeah, teasing. really. Um, uh, it, 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 from the pastoral perspective and the way we're talking about it, we're looking at this and saying, okay, uh, just because the pastor was in the dream and just because the church was in the dream doesn't make the dream about the pastor or the church. Right. And I think sometimes what I've seen is people get presumptive. They think it's about them, about the other person, right. when really it's about the dreamer. And, and if you can go to a leader with help me understand rather than let me tell you, yeah. it's, a lot, it's a lot more valuable, I think. I will be, I'll just tell you that my wife is in at least 30 to 40% of the dreams that people in our church get that are extrinsic, you know, not about them. And my wife nearly always represents the church. Yeah. You know, I'm the bridegroom, she's the bride, you know, I'm the under-shepherd, I'm not... Jesus, but you know, and, and so, and I've taught my congregation that when you have Pam in a dream, it doesn't necessarily mean that this is about Pam. It's probably about the church, you know, but let's figure out what the context is and that'll tell us, you know, where Pam's, that'll define Pam's element in that dream. Yeah. And for people who want to understand dreams well, and, and I think you have, I've heard you talk about this as well. And I know I have, Pam could be Pam. Pam could represent the church. Pam could just represent one of the qualities or characteristics she has as a person in that dreamer's life. Yep. And, and you do have to figure out which one of these it is before you start presuming and saying something. I think, too, I was thinking about the biblical example for folks because a lot of times people want the, you know, give me the example from the Word. There are times we can share dreams when we shouldn't have. Right. And yeah. Joseph is the classic example who ends up sold into slavery, almost dies, literally, yeah. because of a couple of dreams he decides to talk about that he'd better been better off to keep to himself. Right. And, and every time I share that example, I can hear somebody out there saying, but God used that because he had to go to Egypt, but he didn't have to go as a slave. That's always my response. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he went the way he did because he shared something he shouldn't have. Yeah. And I think he, you know, he becomes, in almost in reverse, that example, be careful. And, and, and really, he's the younger brother. 
he's sharing with elders, leaders, something that really wasn't for them, mm -hmm. but he thought they all needed to know. And that's a really good, I think, uh, for any of you out there, when you're thinking about sharing a dream with a leader, a boss, a pastor, a teacher, whatever it is, ask yourself, do they need to hear this before you start deciding, oh, well, if they do, I'm going to tell them. And, and, and I, I hope a lot of our listeners are not the kind of folks who are just going to run, do it all the time. But, you know, it, it's, it's a good point to remember. It's not that we don't want to hear them. Right. It's just it would be nice if people would handle bringing them in a way that was easy for everybody. Yeah. So, yeah. And particularly if you got somebody who doesn't understand them. Well, you mentioned something, and we only have four or five minutes left. So let me let me come back to it briefly, at least here at the end, that some of your best experiences had been with people who were not in the same spiritual place that you are right. in hearing dreams and in sharing dreams. How does that work for you? I mean, I, I, I know for me, I never want to impose my spiritual place upon someone else, mm -hmm. but I wouldn't be who I am if I wasn't sharing it. Right. with someone else. Right. And most of my friends who are not believers, no Christians, no, that's who I am. I'm not going to run over you, right. but, you know, I am who I am. Yeah. How does that work for you? I just want to share one that popped in mind. I'm hoping I'm following along where we're supposed to go here, but... Um, Wherever it is, it'll work. I was, yeah, I happened to be in um, Salem, Massachusetts one year, and... A young lady came to share a dream with me, and here's what she said. It's very simple. She said, I saw a man's hands handing me a child's backpack, and then I was given a blue bowl, which I set down on this table that was there, and I took the backpack from him, and I opened up one of the zippers, and there was a dollar bill in there, so I stuck it in the bowl. Then I opened up another zipper, and there was all these coins in it. And I put those in the bowl. And she said, I have a stack of books that help me interpret dreams at home, uh, but I have no way to interpret this because it seems to come from a source I'm not familiar with. And I said, wow, that's incredible. And uh, to this day, I'm not sure I got the entire interpretation right, but I think I got the gist of it for her. I, it was one of those moments or situations where um, she was so sincere and so sweet and she was, she was a person who was trying to find herself and I think trying to find God, you know, and connect to him. And so it was pretty precious. And the entire thing was precious to me because it gave me an insight into the kindness and love of God. So here's what I told her. I said, your father, you know, or, or God, in fact, I said your creator in that setting because it was appropriate to say it that way because I didn't want to offend her. So I said, your creator is offering to take you on a spiritual journey, but you have to have childlike faith. And I said, um, blue, the blue bowl is a, is a provision of revelation that you've been graced by, given by him, an ability to perceive things in the spirit realm. And the, the, the dollar represents favor, which it does in the Bible. And the coins represent change. And so what he's telling you is if you, if you will take him up on this and, and start to take this spiritual journey with him, you have favor with him already, but it's going to lead to change that's good for you. 
That's awesome. I think what that illustrates too is not just the beauty of sharing it, but there's no reason and no purpose for we as spiritually sensitive Christians to dictate or demand that someone else listen the way I do. But if I can help them hear what they're hearing, there's great value in that. And and I, I can and, and I can help reveal the creator to someone who doesn't know their creator right. by helping them realize he's already talking to them. Well, the rest of this story, and this is real brief, so I'll share it with you because it's pretty powerful, is when we finished interpreting the dream, or when I finished interpreting the dream for her, she started to cry. And she said, three weeks ago, I was standing on the highest parking structure in Salem, and I was going to throw myself off. And she said an angel appeared next to her and told her not to jump because God had a plan for her. And so here we were sitting, you know, so now I'm in tears, you know, sharing this story with her. So their dreams are precious because they're, you know, the ones from God are precious. You know, we have dreams that come from our souls, come from the dark side of things, and then we get the ones from the light, from God. And those are precious. And... Um, it just gives you such wonderful insight into his heart for people, how much he loves. It's awesome. I love it. Well, we're out of time. I'll just say this. I love this idea of talking about how dreams impact you, me, as, as leaders in a, a church-type setting, the congregations, those around us, the people we interact with. Uh, it's, they're just woven all through everything about what we do. And that's not just true for a pastor. We've both been pastors. That's, if, if, if you're listening and watching, it's not just true for a pastor. It's true for all of us. And so I want to encourage you to look for the ways God has woven dreams into your life. Uh, recognize and, and understand how to use them. And we talk about that a lot on here. And uh, uh, move forward and, and put that value on it. That'll mean your creator speaks to you more through it so with that till next time uh we appreciate you like share subscribe to all the different places things are out there we love having you listen and comment and hearing from you please do all those things and until we come back again keep dreaming